Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Calon FM. I'm Tracy Jones and I'm delighted to have Gareth Hatton from Business Line in the studio with me today. Anyway, in other news this week, Virgin Trains have proposed an end to standing on long distance journeys by managing rail services like flights. Hooray! Majestic Wine, the UK's largest specialist wine retailer, is considering selling all of its British shops and becoming an online-only operation under Naked Wines brand. The Chancellor started the search for a new governor of the Bank of England. Maybe that's where Heather is now. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Carney took up his role on the 1st of July 2013 and will step down on 31st of January next year. He twice extended his term in charge's Brexit approach, but has ruled out any further delay. If you're interested in applying, you might want to know that the role pays an annual salary of £480,000. Wow. (laughs) A Treasury (laughs) official has said that interviews will be conducted over the summer following an application deadline of 5th of June. Okay, 5th of June, folks. (laughs) And they're hoping to make an appointment in October. And they're looking to hire someone for an eight-year term which is is rather nice, isn't it? So do the maths on that one. Anyway, so the topic we're going to talk about this week is none of those. It's Business Line in Wrexham and Gareth is the expert. Gareth, how are you doing? It's a while since you've been in the studio with me. Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, Tracy. Yeah, everything's going well. (laughs) Yeah, thank thank you for inviting me today. Um, More than happy to talk about Business Line. Uh, So Business Line's a largely free business information service and we're based upstairs in Wrexham Library uh, and we're able to help anybody thinking about starting their own business. So it could be just an initial idea, something you might want to explore further. You're more than welcome to pop in or drop us an email or fill in uh, on inquiry form and uh, for anybody in that sort of that that stage would be able to let you know what uh, being self-employed entails who you might need to contact any rules and regulations uh, based on your particular business idea and we can have a look into funding uh, as well and help you identify trends within that particular market to hopefully highlight whether there is going to be sufficient demand or whether it's a growth area of business um, for anybody already running their own business um, we can we've got various services and resources that we can provide access to uh, ranging from uh, credit reports so if anybody's going to be trading on credit with any uh, business clients then we can credit check them to make sure how credit safe and credit worthy they are how long they they tend to pay uh, whether there's anything you need to worry about, basically. Um, we can, we've also got business-to-business marketing lists, uh, run a local networking group, um, l- lots of different information, really. So much stuff, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can speak from personal experience that if, if you're not quite sure what it is that you want, it's worth going to Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think one of your specialities is, is you like researching, don't you? I love you, it, You're yeah. good at it. Yeah. And uh, you have access to the resources, which is, you know, really important. Now, a few years ago, I had access to some market data um, reports. Are they still available, Gareth? Uh, they are. We've uh, changed uh, supp- supplied a couple of times, but we are still able to provide access to market research data. Um, so at the moment, we're subscribing to um, a resource called Ibis World, which is one of the, the leader, leading um, market research providers. Uh, to give people an idea of how valuable the data they're able to provide is, uh, I think each one of their reports c- costs off the shelf about five hundred pound to, to purchase. Yeah. So, so a small business just wouldn't be able to afford that. Sort that's of it. Yeah. So we're able to open uh, open up to to being accessible to n- n- new and established businesses and. Um, 
you'd, you'd need to visit the library to access that particular yeah, resource. Yeah, presumably you don't just send somebody the yeah, 500-pound yeah. report. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately we can't do that. So they're available as reference copies within the library, but the type of information they can provide is um, uh, past trends within the market, uh, projected growth uh, within the industry as well. Uh, it provides a lot of different breakdowns in terms of um, uh, cost and revenue and, and different things as well. And what what's going to influence the market over the next few years so th- th- there is a lot of useful information in there it's the sort of stuff that if you are writing a business plan whether, whether it's for your own use or whether it's to get funding external funding that sort of information is gold isn't it yeah it's ideal for that it, it just helps to summarize and uh, highlight uh, it, it adds some weight behind your business plan and, and funding application just to show you've done your research and you are entering a, a viable marketplace so um, if anybody wants to access that information, then we, we can by all, by all means uh, provide details of the uh, report titles which are available and find the, the right one for your particular uh, market sector. Uh, and there's also additional market research um, portals as well, which we can refer on to. So there's uh, avi- available via the National Library of Wales is a resource called Statista. And that's a gold mine of oh, is it is, statistics. Yeah, anything you can think of. <laughs> I often of. talk yeah. about statistics on the show, and and uh, Heather's eyes roll. It's like, <laughs> oh, not again! But I've got a, uh, You're a partner good in crime here yeah. now today, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> so we talk stats all show. Oh. Don't turn off everybody. I was only joking. <laughs> uh, that's ideal for any statistical information. So if you yeah. wanted to know about um. Uh, people's interest in uh, chocolate bars uh, how many how often they buy them and there's information on pretty much anything you can think of on on that resource so um, that's really helpful Uh, and as well as that we've got access to local information as well things that we um, collate and uh, hold in-house so um, full statistics for the town centre tourism trends for Wrexham that uh, local demographic statistics so any anything to do with you're data. a wash with data yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll give you as much as you want yeah okay and, and the other thing that I've got personal experience of is you've provided me with um, credit checks yeah and I did it specifically for suppliers because we were looking um, to, to to put out some very big contracts with the company I was working for at the time and although you often think that you're looking to see if your customers are credit worthy this time it was really valuable for me to see how credit worthy and and whether these suppliers are likely to last long enough to fulfill our contract yeah it's great exercise to do for for suppliers as well as anybody you might be entering into um, a partnership with as well and it's it's worthwhile having a look into their uh, credit worthiness as well so um as i say we can we can credit check any limited company in the the whole of the uk um is there any limit to the number of checks you can do uh not really reasonable, reasonable yeah we we can we we say five a day so that's yeah. that's plenty for most people um as well as limited companies we can do them on a lot of sole traders as well um nine times out of ten that there should be some information we can provide um the information on the limited companies is more in depth and it goes into additional information about most limited company reports have the payment performance, so it'll tell you how long they actually take to, take to pay, um, whether there's any CCJs listed against them. Yeah, it, it, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> You're things, in your yeah. element there. I aren't know. You? Yeah, love, love them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how can people get in touch with Business Line uh, apart from just coming up to find you in the library? Yeah. Uh, you can give us a call. Our telephone numbers um, are one nine seven eight two nine two zero nine two. More than welcome to have a look at the web pages. Um, so it's wrexham.gov.uk forward slash business line. 
there's plenty of information on all different resources we've got access to and the services we can provide there uh, and it also offers um, an online inquiry form so if, if you're looking for funding there's there's a, an online inquiry form for funding in, in particular or starting a business there's, there's a few different ones set up to uh, cater for different requirements or, or just email us um, directly uh, businessline at wrexham.gov.uk just, just let me know what you're looking for and I'll try my best to, to find it or if I can't I'll try and put you in touch with somebody who can help <laughs> Challenge Gareth is there anything that he can't find out for yeah. you? <laughs> I don't believe there is, Gareth. I really don't. The news and events section of the show. And I'm quickly going to mention a couple of things before I revert to Gareth. Um, The first is that the government has issued some guidance, some help and support for traders if the UK leaves the EU with no deal. There is a lot of videos on their website uh, about trading in the EU if the UK leaves without a deal. I will put the link for this on our website, which is the business.community. But very briefly, it's called gov.uk forward slash guidance and then forward slash help and support for traders in the UK if the UK leaves the EU with no deal. Says exactly (laughs) what it is. Yeah. (laughs) So if if you um, are worried about that and it's going to affect your business, then perhaps consider watching a couple of those videos. And then big fans of TED Talks here on the show and once caught my eye it's it's a TEDx event which is based at London Business School which is a a thought leadership event run by the London Business School and this year their theme is ideas um, worth spreading on the theme of order and chaos Mm. and they're they're looking for um, people to come and join them on Friday the 3rd of May unfortunately I can't go but it sounds fantastic and it's at the Royal Geographical Society uh, in Kensington Gore in London which is a fantastic (laughs) venue anyway Uh, tickets are priced from £48 to £230 there are early bird offers so it's worth going and taking a look there if you're interested, go and have a look. They've got their speakers on their website, tedxlondonbusinessschool.co.uk forward slash speakers. So order and chaos. Sounds absolutely fascinating because we seem to be suffering from a lot of chaos at the moment. Yeah. So it would be nice to see how we could get some order from that. And normally at this part of the show, we refer to the business line events listing on the wrexham.gov.uk pages. But as I've got you here, yeah. shall I just refer straight over to you over the desk? Tell us what's going on in Wrexham at the moment, Gareth. Um, there's a few um, events uh, up and coming. I'm in the process actually of adding a, f- a few more for the next for, for May and June. So they should be appearing on the the events calendar in the next couple of weeks. Um, I know that there are some... Uh, Business Wales events coming up. So on the 9th of May, there's um, a starting and running a business workshop uh, going to be held in um, the Enterprise Hub in the in the town centre. So that could be worthwhile if anybody is thinking about start, starting up. Um, I don't think there's many places left on that one, though. Okay, so um, if, if you can't make that one, there, there are a couple of additional ones later on. I think in May or, or early June, and um, there's that that one's going to be during the daytime. There's uh, an evening session coming up, so if that's going to be more convenient for anybody, and then another another day one, so that c- could be helpful. Um, Superfast Business Wales are going to be um, running a couple of events fairly locally as well, uh, and Superfast Business Wales aim to help anybody improve their own online performance. Um, so they they've run uh, numerous workshops ongoing throughout the year covering 
topics such as SEO, uh, use of social media, um, basically improving your performance online and, and as well as the workshops that which, which people can book to attend, uh, they've also got one-to-one advisors which people can benefit from as well so somebody can come and review your website and offer guidance and uh, tips and advice as well. Am I right in thinking that in order to access those one-to-one advice sessions you need to have attended an event first? I think so yeah and I think it's only accessible to super fast business Wales um, to existing businesses so that you'd, you'd need to be started trading with a, with a live website i think for okay. the, the website reviews and things so um but yeah the the, the business wales events that they, they can be attended by anybody so um feel free to have a look on our calendar over the next couple of weeks when when all the information will be on there um people can as well uh subscribe to receive our monthly email um and what we do with that one is just send a an, one email a month just highlighting all the the events that we you're not too of. intrusive at all no, I'm, yeah. I'm on the mailing list <laughs> yeah we try to keep it to minimum and, and um we we just update people about all the things that are going to be taking place business event wise um, during the forthcoming month. So we usually try to send it during the the first couple of days of the month, just highlighting what's going on and um, if anything that might be of interest. All the links are, are included and yeah. details about where they're held and everything. So. And it, it's important to point out that this listing that you've got on your website, which you then mail out to all your subscribers, yeah. if you've got an event, it's free to list it on there free, as well. Yeah, free to list it on there. Um, which a, means that not only do you email it out, put it on your website, we mention it on this show as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it does get some good publicity, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, feel free to either email us the details and we can add it for you or submit Does it, it have to be based in Wrexham, the event? Ideally, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Um, but we, if, if, if it's just outside if, and people in Wrexham could travel to it, maybe yeah, we, we can get it on there. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we can also suggest other channels and uh, of local means of promotion as well. So if anybody is going to be running their own event locally, we can let you know about other ways and uh, ways and means you can advertise an event in the Wrexham area. Also, venues as well. Um, if you're looking for a venue, we, we've got a venues it. Uh, directory. So it's like, massive that is isn't it? I've, I have a few. Yeah. scrolled through that uh, database and you've got a lot of detail on there about the venues in, including the room shapes and sizes. And yeah we've, we've tried to make it as useful as possible so if, if people are looking for a, a venue of a certain size or one that has certain facilities like Wi-Fi or toilets on site and things we've, we've tried to include as much information as people might need to when choosing a venue and at least you're aware of all your hopefully the majority of opportunities venue wise in the area then and if somebody owns or manages a venue in the Rex area can they submit it to this database as well they can yeah um free again um so if anybody is um does want a, a resource like venue hire then just just feel free to get in touch um i'll like i'll send you an application form we just need the you to complete that really provide us with a photo and it goes pretty much straight on um yeah that's yeah. okay and then finally the actual events that you organize yourself gareth yeah <laughs> so if anybody wants to meet gareth and they haven't actually got any business questions but they just want to meet this famous person <laughs> gareth that um you can go along to your networking meetings so tell us about those yeah uh, our networking groups it's a fairly relaxed group um there isn't any pressure to get a certain number of referrals we're, we're purely there to hopefully help people engage with the local business professionals and raise awareness of the services they can provide and find out about other local business um, support um, 
businesses as well. Um, so our networking group, uh, we, we hold our meetings on usually the second Tuesday of every month um, at Redwood the Tower on the industrial estate. Uh, their evening meetings, so they start at 5 and run through to 6.45. And at each of the, the sessions, we have a guest speaker as well talking on a, on a set business topic. So uh, our meeting this, this month, we had uh, Amanda Daniels from Cougar there, and she was talking about... Um, uh, marketing and she, she she was just amazing. She's always a great presenter. Yeah, she, she is. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough of Amanda. She was, she, that that was really beneficial and helpful to people in attendance. So, and uh, they're really reasonably priced meetings as well, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so if you if you want to, if anybody was interested in coming along to see, um, find out a bit more about the group and uh, see the format and things in person, then you can come to, to one of our meetings every year for free. Um, and then following that, you can join as a full member uh, for £40 plus VAT uh, for the year, um, which is a year based on the date you join. So it'll run through for, from 12 months from the, from the date you join or attend uh, £5 per meeting. So it's 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 as... Um, and you can even get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea as well. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Business Line Wrexham, um, you can go along to their... Um, Library, the offices in the library, you can phone, you can email or you can turn up to their networking meetings. There's no end of ways that you can get engaged with Business Line. But uh, speaking to a lot of people in the Wrexham area, you are a well-known resource. And if anybody needs to know anything, it's ask Gareth at Business Line. I'll try my best, yeah. You're listening to The Business Community on Calon FM. Now, this week, I've chosen a book to review, um, which I had on my shelf for a little while, but had never actually read. So I, I knuckled down to it and read it this week. It's called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. And the subtitle is Why Some Ideas Take Hold and Others Come Unstuck. I'm just going to refer to the blurb on the back of the book. It says, in Made to Stick, Chip and Dan Heath take the lid off one of the great mysteries of life. Why it is that we have no difficulty at all in remembering the details of a bogus scare story and yet often struggle to recall information that may be vital to us. Isolating the six factors that make ideas sticky, they reveal through compelling analysis and entertaining anecdotes precisely how our minds absorb information and what we can all do to make sure that our own ideas register with others. And that is pretty much what it does. It is a really engaging book and they do use anecdotes. So, you know, sort of urban myths of criminal gangs drugging people and stealing their kidneys (laughs) and how people can remember that story. But, you know, not some detail about their product that they're trying to sell to somebody. Um, And it's it's not so much about recalling facts. It's not a memory book. It's about how to make your message stick in the minds of the people that you're trying to get the message across to. And... um, I particularly like um, the biographies of the two authors. They're brothers, Chip and Dan Heath. Uh, Chip is a professor of organisational behaviour and his research examines why certain ideas survive and prosper. Uh, He looks at, with his research, and it sounds like a great job, Mm. he looks at urban myths um, and folk medical cures and even why chicken soup for the soul stories stick in people's (laughs) minds. Have you read any of the Chicken Soup for the I have, Soul? No, it's a no. massive range, range of stuff, but yeah. little stories that sort of really do warm the cockles of your heart. His brother Dan is a senior fellow at the Centre for Advancement of Social Entrepreneurship and was previously a researcher at Harvard Business School and a co-founder of a textbook publishing company. 
and they know how to tell a story as well, which is probably a good thing, given that they're, they're talking about making ideas stick. And they've studied hundreds of sticky ideas. They've actually gone and looked at things that have stuck in people's mind and... and Analysed why. And, yeah, yeah, looked at them all and worked out that the stickiest idea, all of the stickiest ideas have got six main principles that apply to them, okay? Yeah. Simplicity, unexpectedness, concreteness, credibility, emotions and stories. Mm. And it's nicely laid out the book is because there is a chapter for each of those six principles and they put their anecdotes in they also provide a massive amount as you might expect from researchers a massive amount of references and notes at the back of the book as well so you can that sort of go back and look into more detail and some of the studies that they They've refer done. to yeah and it's it's a real good it's an academic work but it's also written for the layperson as well. Uh -huh. I, I would highly recommend it. And they introduced me to a, another concept, the villain of their story. Yeah. It's called the curse of knowledge. And this is where you perhaps know too much about your product, your idea, your service, because you don't see what it is that people aren't getting. Yeah. You know it. It's all in your head. It. Yeah. You're yeah. completely blind. The curse of knowledge there. And, and they explain about the curse of knowledge with their stories and their anecdotes through each of the six principles. So it gets a big thumbs up from me. And there is at the end a sticky advice section, which from what I can tell was added after they released the first book. So there's a good chunk I'm holding yeah, up yeah, there. It's yeah. about half a centimetre's worth of the book is stuff that they've added on afterwards. So sticky advice. And um, there's also an easy reference guide, which is it's a gift for anybody who doesn't want to read the whole book. <laughs> the advice section is, is literally a summary of each of the principles. And, and it's broken down into paragraphs. So they take each of the, the six principles... Um, simple unexpectedness concreteness credibility emotions and stories and actually the first letter of each of those spells success ah. uh, they do admit though that the first one which was simple actually it, they wanted it to be core but they wanted it core didn't fit. really work yeah. <laughs> so they changed change. it to simple and then refer to core quite a lot in there um, and, and like I say the um, the reference section at the end is copious so i really would recommend it made to stick um it gets good reviews and it gets a good review from me as well big thumbs up from Sounds the business good, community yeah. and i will put a link for this on our website the business dot community and as always i would ask you if you're interested in buying it click on the link in our blog because we might make about two pence <laughs> if you buy it and that that two pence is much appreciated because it goes towards keeping our soundcloud account on air yeah um it it takes quite a few two pences to do that <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps our podcast alive now gareth you haven't read this book i haven't no but it sounds really interesting that might I'll give it a go, probably, definitely. Yeah, I think it's worth it. And I'm definitely going to give a go to the one that you've just recommended to me. So tell me about this book. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I've picked it up. But um, it's called uh, Polar Bear Pirates by um, somebody called Adrian Webster. And it was just a really fun book. Um, it's, it talks about um, business and personal development. He's, uh, Adrian's a, he's now a motivational speaker and he's appeared on various things and goes around the country he's one of the country's leading motivational speakers and that essentially is what the book is about um 
uh, how different personality traits within an organization um, affect motivation and how to uh, manage and overcome them and things. And, and it is just really fun, the, the, the terms he's come up with to differentiate different types of people and he, he hits a nail on the head with them and it's just really fun. And So the, there is a cartoon of a polar bear on the yeah. front, so immediately that appeals to me. And the subtitle is, well, it's called Polar Bear Pirates and Their Quest to Reach Fat City. A grown-ups book for kids at work. So that's intriguing already. Yeah. Well, what do you think you would really get from it? Um, I, I, you know, sort of in terms of motivation, you say understanding the nature of people that you're working with? Definitely, yeah. Um, and just how to keep keep yourself motivated, um, really, uh, about where you want to go and how, to, how people might be inclined to hold you back on hockey and things and dent your <laughs> confidence. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it, I, I'm just having a look online now at the book um, blurb, and it says a, a, a brief re, uh, re, uh, resume. Anyway, <laughs> a brief summary—that's the word I was looking for—of the treacherous characters that yeah, you meet. So that's you right. recognise the sinkers, the head treads, the neg ferrets, the yeah. molasses man, and bloaters. Yeah, I think even without reading the book, you probably already have an idea of. Those yeah, people. yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the, just the way he's written it is. Um, Okay. I think another thing that sells it to me, one, I love the fun title and the cartoons and the fact that you recommended it. But also it says it's written in the tradition of Who Moved My Cheese? Mm. I love that book. So I'm, I'm definitely going to give that one a go. Um, it's available on all websites, obviously, and all good bookshops. You might want to try an independent local bookshop or if you want to click on the link on our website, <laughs> as I said before, then you might help us keep our podcast afloat. So that's Polar Bear Pirates by Adrian Webster. Comes recommended by Gareth Hatton yeah. from Business Line. And Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath is recommended by me. Uh, we're just about to finish the show with a profile of a business guru. He's a real guru. Hmm. Um, he's called C.K. Prahalad. And I think the reason I want to share this with you is this is the article that I read and the reason why I chose him today. So this was an article on Thinkers 50. It talks about an interview that C.K. Prahalad did with one of the Thinkers 50 journalists. And it, it goes like this. I'll, I'm just going to read it out okay. word for yeah. word. It says, an enduring memory of C.K. is something that happened after filming a Think Thinkers 50 interview with him. The interview had gone well. The interviewee, CK, had given a brilliant performance, but the interviewer had stumbled over some of the questions. Despite the fact that he was tired after a long day and had a plane to catch, CK did several retakes uncomplainingly. Finally, the interview was in the can and he was free to go. And the journalist says here that most gurus would have left with barely a backward glance. But CK turned to the camera crew and asked, did I make sense to you? Because if I didn't, then I'm not doing my job properly. Mm. And the camera crew had been drafted in at short notice. They'd never heard of him before and they'd certainly never read his books or articles. And yet the response was emphatic. They had understood what he said. And more than that, they instinctively recognised that he was not just a clever man, but also a great man. And it's the only time that the journalist can remember a camera crew spontaneously asking for the autograph <laughs> of a business school professor. <laughs> so there you go. I thought, I want to know about this C.K. Prahalad guy. Yeah. Had, had you ever heard of him before? I, uh, no, not until you mentioned him, no. So he's a bit of an unlikely guru, I think. He was born in Chennai. It was called Madras at the time in 1941. And he was the eldest of nine children. Mm. 
And the plaudits come thick and fast for him. He was once described by Fast Company's magazine as a mustachioed, bespectacled, slightly round man (laughs) (laughs) with a rich baritone voice. Um, And the background is he he studied physics at university, but then was persuaded by his father to work for chemical company Union Carbide, now notorious, now defunct Union Carbide. But um, I, I don't know if you're old enough to remember the scandal with Union Carbide. No, Look it up later, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, I will do. Um, he stayed there for four years and then he went to Harvard Business School and then he went back to India to teach management and then he went back to the United States to teach. And a quarter of a century later, he's topped at least one poll of the world's leading management gurus. Wow. So... It's he's an impressive man that few yeah. people have heard of, yeah. <laughs> really. He was described by the Financial Times as one of the world's most influential management thinkers. Sadly, we're not going to meet him because he died in 2010 in San Diego, aged only 68 oh. after a short illness. And it would appear that it was a premature end to what was quite a remarkable and highly productive career. And I think the reason why we haven't really heard of him um, is that a lot of the ideas that he had were radical at the time, but they've become part of conventional wisdom now. Mm. And a few of the things I'm going to tell you about, actually, you probably will have heard of and, and just, just you would never have um, associated it with CK. Yeah. So with um, the, a lot of the, the research he's done is with a, a partner. So with Eve Dawes in 1987, he produced one of the first successful analysis of the way multinational comp- companies operate in the modern era and that was in a, a paper called the multinational mission uh, with a former pupil gary hamill hamill in the early 90s he de- he developed the concept of core competencies which everybody seems to yeah. know and talk about now who knew uh, and that was in competing for the future with venkat ramaswamy in 2004 he explained how the new world of interconnected businesses was transforming the way companies deal with their customers in a process called co-creation now, if you're wondering what co-creation is, then just look at Netflix. That's co-creation. That's, yeah. yeah, Everybody's um, profile is created by their interaction with the company. So that's co-creation. Mm-hmm. And perhaps most significantly of all, in 2004, he published um, Fortune at the Bottom of the Pyramid. And it's a book that challenged global businesses to consider serving the billions of people who only earned a few dollars a day. And he said, that is the future, Mm. servicing those people. And more than any other figure that I found so far, it seems to be that what he's done is provided a manifesto for how global business might prosper. And I never knew about him. Mm. And sadly, I'm not going to meet him. Um, He was universally admired in the fraternity of management gurus. (laughs) So the world of management gurus know all about him. And uh, shortly before his death, he'd been working with the Confederation of Indian Industry on the India at 75 project, which is a plan to cement India's position as an economic powerhouse by the time of its 75th Independence Day in 2022. He's had his fingers in a lot of pies. He was a popular and influential professor at the Ross Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. He was a business advisor, a non-exec director of a number of organisations and a member of Microsoft's Indian Advisory Board. 
So the story at the beginning of the section really sort of highlights why I liked him. And I think he cared passionately about his ideas. From what I can read, he wanted to make sure that his ideas were understood by people. Yeah. Um, not not just academics and people with MBAs, but by everyone. He said that his ideas were simple and his ideas were for everyone. And that's the, the reason why I chose him. Also, he was... Um, named the world's most influential business thinker in 2018 by the Thinkers 50 list. And that's after he died. So yeah, that, that's wow. a posthumous award there for mm. him. So there you go. That's a whistle-stop tour of C.K. Prahalad. <laughs> and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I, I listened to a number of videos that referred to him and everybody pronounced it differently. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so for me today, C.K. Prahalad. <laughs> We ordinarily end the show with a quote from each me and Heather. I'm not going to ask you to, to do a quote from C.K. Prahalad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think w- there were a number of different quotes that appealed to me. But um, I, th- I thought um, so- something that made me um, smile and also indicated his, his way of thinking. Yeah. And this was from his book, Competing for the Future, um, which was published in 1996 with Gary Hamill. He says, if we took the mission statements of 100 large industrial companies, mixed them up while everyone was asleep and reassigned them at random, would anyone wake up tomorrow and and cry, oh gosh, where has our mission statement gone? (laughs) So I think that maybe sums him up in a nutshell for me. So that's all we've got time for today. Uh, I'm I'm sorry that I can't spend a whole other hour with you guys. It's been a long time since uh, I've spoken to you on the show. I would just like to add that um, Gareth was on the show with Heather last August while I was on holiday. And it is the most listened to podcast that we've done so far. Amazing, yeah. Of 65 <laughs> shows. Maybe maybe number 60, 65 with you in will will be the, the new most listened to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, please uh, just remind everybody how they can get in touch with you um, uh, at Business Line, Gareth. Yeah, sure. Um, people are more than welcome to, to call in. Uh, the library's open nine till, well, I'm there nine till five most days. Uh, drop us an email, businessline at wrexham.gov.uk or telephone us on 01978-292-092. Great. Thanks very much for coming, Gareth. Thank you. Thank and you. thank you, everybody out there, for listening. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. Join us next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.